When the mummy of Ramses II got flown into Paris in 1974 for further examination, the Egyptian government issued a passport for it. Under occupation it read, King, deceased. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. And Snape is the Half-Blood Prince. And Dobby dies in the end. I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that meant as advertised. <laughs> uh, we love you, Jan. So, Jan, how are you doing? How's, how's your week been? Except for, I, I assume, more Potter spoilers. My, my week, um, first of all, I did get a haircut. Yeah. Which nice. is uh, absolutely weird not having gel in my hair or... Um, and actually not like falling into my face all the time <laughs> actually feels really good. Uh, I went too long without a haircut. Let's put it that way. The um, Other than that, crazy busy. Um, I There's been some work, or actually a lot of work, but uh, mainly also I started gardening again. Spending more time in my garden, just cutting back stuff. It's the typical, because the window was so mild, we had actually a lot of stuff growing in the garden during mm. winter time which is fun not that's 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 not winter that's just second spring or something yeah pretty much like if you have winters and it's above freezing all the time it really sucks because well a couple of things happen first of all the weeds don't die mm. um, they actually start growing the brambles start growing again because it is nice and wet and but also you have the sun coming out and yeah so um, I've been quite busy with that, but I've been really enjoying it. Um, also, for the last couple of weeks, I already started doing that. I started doing bike tours. Mm -hmm. So taking the bike yeah. out, um, doing a little bit of hiking. And last Sunday, the weather was phenomenal. It was only four or five degrees Celsius, but the sun was shining all day long. So I went to, I did the next thing, what you do on a normal Saturday. I took the bike to... Um, a buddy of mine and helped him, carry, uh, helped him carry three tons of stones because he is doing renovation at, at the house. So that was fun. And then I continued while well, I went there with the bike and then I continued there, um, met up with another buddy and we had a couple of glasses of sparkling wine basically in the garden. And then I made myself... Oh, you fancy. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, do you guys want beer or sparkling wine? It's like, yep, sparkling wine, thank you. <laughs> and then I took the bike home. And fully motivated at that point, I decided for to do some more gardening work the next day. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night because there was a thunderstorm going on outside. And I mean, I'm talking about thunder, lightning in short succession, so directly over us. I woke up the next day. And all the roofs were white. Ooh. It snowed. There, there was actually a thunderstorm with snow. I, I've never seen that before. Yeah, like a winter, a proper winter thunderstorm. I've ne never seen that before. Yeah, I think. That's yeah, that's that's the sign of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's that's just really weird. That's that's a rare thing. Um, yeah. Like the cold fronts that you get with snow doesn't usually make thunderstorms. Exactly. Then I woke up the next day and I thought it's like, oh, well, if we had a thunderstorm, then it's probably going to be wet today, but still going to be able to do some gardening. Nope. <laughs> and there was snow. So that was my gardening plans, but got better over the week. And also today, um, I actually had an appointment and I drove um, 
I test drove a Polestar 2 car, full electric vehicle. Oh, so that was interesting. It? Awesome. Cool. Really fun to drive. It's from the inside, from the interior, it's pretty much like the newest Volvo cars. Mm -hmm. uh, high quality interior, so that was nice. And I wouldn't say that it's completely silent because you got that little humming sound from the electric engine, yeah. but I actually enjoyed it. Um, just switching off the radio and everything just to, to listen to that. And also I had the single engine um, or the single electromotor version of it with the long range package. So heavier battery pack and longer range and only yeah, one motor. Uh, they also have a dual motor version. Um, now I'm kind of curious how much of a beast the two engine version is or the double motor version, because that thing already goes like crazy. If you can do a kick down, I, I might have taken it a little bit outside the city to test <laughs> a little bit. And uh, of course, everything's strictly legal. And I might have even driven that a couple of times up and down the road. <laughs> to, to just, to just, just to check the car? Yeah, yeah just, just, just to check the car and the acceleration is insane. It just it, it presses you in that. Yeah, it's I mean, full you, power you, when, when, when you push it down, it's full power right away, right? Yeah, not exactly with that one. This one, if you're going from zero up, it takes a while till the, the engine actually kicks in, like till the mass is in motion. Yeah, okay. But the crazy thing about this is if you're doing like 50 kilometers an hour and you kick that gas down, it uh -huh. takes about maybe five to six seconds and you're up to 160. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's just it, it just goes in one fluent motion. It's not slowly accelerating. You just mm. see those numbers like yeah. speed up. So ah, that was that was insane. I think actually a problem you could easily have with an electric car if it's not sort of if it don't doesn't have the, a small brake on the engine or on the motors that if you just push the, the accelerator down, the, the, the torque in the motor is so much that it doesn't get a grip on the asphalt, so you'll just be spinning. So it needs to have a certain computer in it to ramp up the motor slowly enough so that it contains the grip and on the asphalt. And that's what's happening. Yeah, and this is exactly what's happening. Though the batteries, um, it's still pretty fast and the batteries are so heavy that the car, I mean, I think it weights about 2.5 tons or something. Mm -hmm. So, but it doesn't feel like it. It's it, it's a strange feeling to describe it. Also, you said with the um, engine or with the brake, um, I did something that's called, it has the possibility to do the one pedal driving. So whenever mm. you go off the gas, it automatically, automatically uses the uh, electromotors to uh, brake. Mm -hmm. Brake so and again, I guess. Exactly, yeah. So mm. it puts the energy back. So, and, and that is really weird. It's like driving a really expensive auto scooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get that what, what's the range of that kind of cars how long can you drive without having to recharge the batteries so the guy told me working there that I realistically can expect with the long range packet single motor about 430 to 450 kilometers if I drive carefully with it so more realistically, we're probably <laughs> so so. So 200. I think no, normal normal driving is probably 50. like three three hundred and fifty. <laughs> okay. If I if you take my driving style, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Okay. But it's a it's a it's yeah it's it's nice driving with that car. Um, really liked it, and it was 
not um, that much different from another car, like a gas-powered one. So he's buying I, thought a- it, I thought it would be completely different, but it's um, it's a little bit different, but not that I would say, oh, now I'm, I have the feeling like I'm driving a completely different car. Okay. Yeah. So but buying an electric car is something that you would consider for the future? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. The, uh, the, the reason I'm doing the or did the test drive is because we are already at the company switching over to hybrids. Uh-huh. And, and I think at two years the latest, they're going to do the switch over to all electric. Yeah. And mm. since my leasing is coming to a close, I already talked to um, my company and asked them if I can already go full electric. Because um, now for another three years driving a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, I live mm. in the city center. And we don't have a lot of charging ports here. And I can't park, like I don't have a garage where I can charge the car. So I rather have one electric car that I just know that I have to charge somewhere and um, plan in the half an hour it takes from, I think, zero to 80. Uh, then driving one that I can't basically plug in. And if I drive to the customer, I solely f- drive on fuel, which is vastly inefficient. Mm-hmm. So if I take the car and just take the gas or drive with the gas engine, it. Uh, it has the battery pack in there, so it's heavy. Uh, it only takes um, super, like normal fuel, not even diesel. It just, just takes, and then it has a small tank usually, 30 to 40 liters with most of the cars. So you're, 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 just, doing, you're just driving from gas station to gas station. Yeah. But, but they're yeah. all going to greet you and wave at you when you <laughs> turn in because only tank, uh, like uh, fueling up with super at the moment where... Um, I think the liter is like two euro and something. <laughs> and you're gonna be like best buddies with with all of them, with all of the owners. Uh, if I may say, this last week we've had diesel has been two euro a liter in Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Same here. Super expensive. They are getting think. crazier with the prices here, but it's yeah. not yeah. that high. But yet. Um, okay, so I'm not sure if it's valid still, but up until like two or three years ago. Uh, Norway had, uh, relative to inflation, had a 30% drop in petrol and diesel prices. Mm-hmm. Relative to inflation, the prices of yeah, fuel yeah. increased 30% less than inflation did. So even though the prices went from, in the last 20 years, from being like the average of like 10 to average of 14 mm-hmm. uh, Nokis, or one to one and a half euros or thereabout, uh, now it's peaked at around two euros a liter. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really expensive for us, but or really expensive. It feels really expensive. That's the way to say it, because we have never paid this much. But yeah. relative to income, I think we pay the least in Europe or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it is kind of strange um, looking at it. I, I did enjoy driving the electric vehicle. Like I kind of like everything around that, and I like the idea of going to a charge station instead of uh, like a petrol gas station. For me, that's I don't know. It's a little bit of like the future that's that's coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, and I, I just think driving a hybrid, in, in, at least in my case, is, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I, it's a, well, people could argue that I don't have to pay for gas because I have the company card, mm-hmm. but still, I think it's the, like, the worst thing to do. It's just, it's like, well, I don't have to pay for it and just blow out gasoline oh, wherever yeah. I go. Defeats the whole purpose. I, I wouldn't feel good by doing that. So I told him I either gonna extend my leasing of my current car a little bit, which is a diesel, like the newest generation, which is a clean one. And I can get 800 kilometers out of a tank easily by driving mm-hmm. normally with a 
50 or 60 liter tank um, mm. or I'm going to go full electric. But hybrid for me is just like, nah, it's, it's not a gasoline car and it's not a full electric. It's kind of I that in between. Hasn't Germany pledged to end uh, the regular motor production in a few years already? Yeah, they kind of want to do that, but it's whenever Germany like makes an, I don't know, how do you say that, an announcement about what they're going to do, mm -hmm. I, I am now really careful about what they're actually going to do. Yeah. We still have a really strong lobby. With automotive okay. yeah. companies. We're not going to invade more than Poland. No, no, nothing more than Poland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, Czechoslovakia. No, no, nothing more than Czechoslovakia and Poland. Nobody, nobody's gonna use upload filters. No, because that would be absolute a violation of everyone's right and law for information. <laughs> oh wait, the same people that said that voted actively for the, the, the upload filter when the whole YouTube thing started. So yeah, it's 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 a crapshoot. No. Let's let's okay. not get into politics, but no, yeah. no, 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 not not our kind. But electric cars is something that's gonna come, and but I also think that electric cars are just gonna be a, a stepping stone to uh, probably uh, what it's called hydrogen cars. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. We'll see. Uh, the the problem I heard with hydrogen is that it requires too much power currently to mm -hmm. generate the hydrazine that is yeah. used in the fuel. Uh, the, 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 the opposite thing of that is that it's a really, really good thing to do if you have excess power, like from wind, that they do there's, uh, some sure. islands of, up in the Orkneys uh, mm -hmm. that uh, they have consistent winds all the time. So yeah. sometimes they actually generate like 130% of their usable power and they can't even export it fast enough. So they're just mm -hmm. like, well, let's make hydrogen. <laughs> True. Just, just use it. What I think, what I think is funny though, in the end, and I want to like come to a close, or else we're going to be talking about electric cars the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's funny that we started like cars started with electric, went to fuel, and now we're going yeah. back to electric. Mm. Yeah, I actually heard this week on a podcast about the the because I listen to a lot of word podcasts. Uh, the history of the the fire brigade in Norway and specifically mm -hmm. Oslo that the first fire truck in Oslo was electric. No. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it could go like. Did the batteries catch fire and it burned down? <laughs> that, that would be just no. funny as hell having a fire truck burst in flames. No, but <laughs> it. Uh, oh, I don't remember the story exactly, but they stopped working on the way back from the fire, so they had to push it like four, uh, like four miles, like five, six wow. kilometers in the snow. Yeah. And the thing weighs like a couple of tons. So that, that was. But it's still better than breaking down on the way to the fire. Through that, I also heard the story of, of uh, the, the guy who told ha, had the podcast, the guest on the podcast. He told the story of his first day on the job in Oslo, and he grew up on the east side and didn't know the west side. So he he got lost on the way to the fire on his first day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, so, so the description he got from Central was like, oh, I'm lost. Uh, how do I get from here to there? Like, yo, you go to the liquor store and turn left, and he's like, great. Where the fuck's the liquor store? <laughs> and, and, they, and they had already hung up on it, or they, they did, couldn't be, explain it to him. So he just rolled out the window, shouted at some old lady, where's the liquor store? <laughs> In the fire truck. And then, great, thank you. And then rolled off. <laughs> yeah, great day. Uh, funny. Yeah. For the first day. What about your ass? What did you do? What's your week? Oh, I, I, I've done 
uh, I have enjoyed the company of my friends and their shitty memory because we have moved the whole workshop and they had somehow forgotten like how heavy things could be <laughs> and, it, and it hasn't even been that long six months also oh, i so like how pretty... you phrased it that you enjoyed the company of your friends because i'm pretty sure it wasn't the other way around <laughs> I, I, I bought them i bought them dinner uh they didn't seem to complain that much cool uh but but yeah no and and it it went fairly I wouldn't say easily, but quickly, because it's only been six months. We still sort of remembered how to move mm -hmm. everything. Uh, and access here is fairly decent. And uh, I had to take in all, basically everything we were going to move and just put into boxes. Uh, so we just moved things from like what was on a pallet. We just moved from that pallet and over to another one and things like that. And when we got to uh, the place where I'm going to store a lot of the things I'm not going to need for a while, uh, he met us with a forklift or... I guess it's called a skid steer, but forklift thing. How much? So we just. Hmm? How much more shit did you accumulate since the last move? <laughs> you didn't move with less. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, I don't like the answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Can I do that? Silly, <laughs> no, um, just like gremlins, it just multiplies yeah. at night. Yeah. No, I haven't bought all that much. I bought one more vice while i've been here and i haven't no ordered anvil? steel no new anvil actually i'm also surprised about that uh but i've gotten a shit ton of laser cut things so there's a probably a few hundred kilo i got i got like 200 kilos of laser cut materials delivered two weeks before the move <laughs> you, could, you could have just you could have just sent it to the new address no i ordered it like a month ago uh. in just before Christmas or something, and it just took them a while to send it, and they don't tell me when they send it. So suddenly the truck shows up, and I was like, "What the hell is all of this?" And I was like, "Oh, right, I have ordered things. Well, I guess I have <laughs> things now." Uh, so yeah, we did that, and uh, I took another two trips on Sunday into Oslo to deliver things, uh, and then another trip uh, uh, on Monday to actually get all of the most useful things into the new workshop at uh, Kurofta, the makerspace I will be working out of, mm -hmm. because they have a power hammer and they they have enough space for me to do a lot of class teaching. So that cool. could be exciting. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but today I also I cleaned out all of my pile of scrap and the scrap prices of steel is the highest it's ever been. So uh, I... I earned like 80 quid for 400 kilos of steel nice also i didn't know i had 400 kilos of scrap steel kicking about <laughs> uh, but i think my friends are really happy about the fact that we didn't need to move my my shit <laughs> literally <laughs> is that uh, what you found by cleaning out the, the quench tank <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not all that bad it, it's uh, a lot of it was uh Offcuts from the laser company. Like when I ordered the roses, they basically come in something like an A4 sheet of steel, mm -hmm. uh, and then I just pluck the roses out of it. And but I didn't have the frame left. So also like the uh, the uh, the price of steel itself is like sixteen cents now in here in Norway, but for uh, the the stainless I'm using, which is an acid-proof steel, it's two bucks a kilo. So I had 10 kilos of that, and then I had 400 kilos of all the other stuff. 
Nice. nice. Yeah. What you do the next time is you take one brick crate where you put the cheap stuff on the bottom and then you lay the expensive stuff over it. It's like, I got a bag full of this. I mean, you're moving anyway. Yeah. No, um, maybe I could. But they actually got a really good system on it. So they'll, they, uh, depending yeah. on, like, if, if I were to come in and say, I only have scrap steel, nothing special alloy at all, then I will just drive my whole car up on um, a scale They'll weigh exactly. that, I'll tip it, it inside, and then they'll weigh me on the way out again. There's also a place what you can do, or a little trick. This is like, you take a buddy with you, and on the way out, he's not sitting on the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there might be a wise to that, but I did contemplate things like, oh, how many gallons of water could I properly hide in my car and empty out Just, uh, somewhere you see that in between? Of water <laughs> coming out of the car. People, yeah. people try that shit. I told yeah. you that a buddy of mine owns a junkyard. That's why I'm making like the jokes about it. They try everything in the book. Uh, like every single trick in the book has been used or people try to use it there. He told me basically exact those same. Like two people driving in and one people out. Then he's looking at it and then he's looking at that like little case of metal that's at the junkyard. <laughs> and he's looking at the scale again. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in this case, though, I... They, I pl sort of plucked out like the 10 kilos of uh, acid proof and they mm -hmm. put that on one scale and then I drove the car on the big scale. Yeah. So um, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, I also was like on my way there and seeing all the systems and like you did, uh, like contemplating, oh, how 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 is this going to work? What, what is there easy ways of cheating them? And it's like, yeah, but nobody cares. Nobody cares to do it because it's not that much money in it, especially when it's just steel. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Um, Apart from that, I'm just packaging things down. I ate probably dinner for five on Saturday, or Saturday after the moving, <laughs> and I ate for another four people today uh, uh, because moving shit is heavy. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I used to eat a lot even on my relaxing days. So, what do you have to left to move? Is it, so the forge is completely done, and next yeah. you will have to pack the the house and 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 move it, right? Yeah, uh, I have, well, I need to sort of figure out how I want to organize all of the the, the, the wares I'm selling. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I have big crates for that. It's just like, how efficiently can I stack this? And do I need to move the crate into my car before I fill it up? Or can I actually move it after it's filled up? Uh, on, on experience, probably and do i need to actually move the crate before i full put things in it because last time i tried it went the wrong way around yeah yeah and it's, it's like oh let me just other. lift this over. <laughs> <laughs> no i think i accidentally glued this crate to, <laughs> to this crate to the floor and then you take all the shit inside and oh now i can move the crate this is weird uh but yeah i also sharpened up the last of the knives that i made uh last week so nice. i have actually a few knife blades for sale now which Hopefully, I'll get rid of soon. And then I scheduled, finally actually got the confirmation and scheduling for the market on Saturday mm -hmm. uh, in relation to Valentine's. So local mm -hmm. here in Rakista, I will show up with, it's after this podcast comes out, so it doesn't matter, uh, it doesn't matter how detailed I tell it, but I will do a small pop-up stand with roses and heart hooks and that kind of things. Hopefully get some extra cash that ways. Yeah. Cool. And then I hope to be out of this house on sunday about we'll see how it goes this sunday yeah wow oh wow okay so by the time this podcast comes out you're already in your new place 
I may or, or may at not least... already be in Oslo. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm, nice. Depending, I mean, uh, I have things here I want to sell off, and that I don't. Either I'll sell it or dump it. Uh, maybe, maybe drag it outside and just set fire to it because neighbors <laughs> have fun. Um, no, uh, no, I, it's it's like I have an old flat screen telly that it's probably only useful if you're going to play like Smash Bros on the GameCube, um, which I don't, and I have a sofa I don't need, and I like the new bed doesn't really fit or the old bed doesn't really fit in the new uh, flat so uh yeah cleaning okay. things out instead of moving things for the 16th time in f- five years or whatever it's been yeah it's way, nice. way way more convenient and quicker that way yeah, especially if i can get people to come and pick it up That's instead awesome. of me having to ask my stepdad or, or one of the mates to probably hate me already or again, depending, <laughs> uh, to come with a, with, a, with 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 a, with their cars again and actually help me move and things just to get rid of it because I already abused them once or twice in a year. I think that's enough. <laughs> but I mean, I I'm really lucky I have such good friends, and I'm yeah. saying that also knowing they listen to this, so I feel obliged to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say because that sounds completely different what you said earlier before the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, uh, honestly, uh, and we have a routine on it, and it's really gotten really helpful to have friends with really big cars who have like a six meter long trailer behind it. So when it comes to the sticks of steel I have, we basically just need to drag it out of the rack and onto the tra- uh, trailer and we can go. The, 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 the smart decision, though, is that we don't drive on any scales on the way, because then we're not liable if we sort of forget how heavy steel is. Because, but if you weigh it and know we're overweight, then we have a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be careful when you're moving a, a shop. And yeah, yeah, and, no, and no, by all means, we are, we are. But we have had experiences before where it's like, yeah, we don't want to do this trip twice, and we have all this shit left. Let's put it up there, and we'll drive real carefully. And I know my brakes were serviced last oh. week. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Uh, that, that was years ago. That was years ago. It's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Red? But Red. Yeah, I see. I see. I see blue shiny stuff in the background. I see acrylic. Yeah, uh, I I actually received the acrylic that I ordered for my laser engraver uh, enclosure, uh, which mm. is nice. It's it's uh, it's it's nice to receive stuff at home and and probably cut to the exact dimension that I uh, ordered it. Um, mm-hmm. So that that. Perfect. Uh, even, the, still... even the screw horse in the back that looks machined. Oh no, no! I I spend the day doing that, and and so it turns <laughs> those, out that those five screws. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can only see five. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot more. Um, but yeah, I I spend a fair amount of the day just doing that because it turns out that acrylic is not wood when so you have to be very careful when you are drilling in it in order to assemble all the parts um the smart move yep. would have been to uh, order the parts pre-cut with also the holes uh, laser yep. cut um should have me should it would have saved me a lot of time but it would have also taken all the fun away from just making the box uh, myself but that's like the width is probably a good like what three centimeters on that uh the, the what the the length the of acrylic the... sheets that that's pretty thick acrylic you're using there. it's it's eight millimeter acrylic sheets 
Um, so eight millimeter is is plenty yeah. enough for for the use that I'm gonna do, and I still have room to drill uh, three mi- three millimeter diameter uh, screws in it uh, holes, and then put screws in it to just assemble the thing. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit tricky because if you go too fast, the the drill bit will melt the acrylic and then get stuck Ooh. in it. So you would have to yep. uh, be smart and instead of just trying to pull the drill bit away you will have to heat it with a lighter and and melt the acrylic inside the hole and just pull it how much did you have to do that once only once so okay so that's good but but yeah it i i I went carefully after that um and and yeah the the main thing and thank you to Duncan for telling me that beforehand is to clamp the project go slow when you're drilling it and and after that it, it it goes um pretty well but a lot of holes to drills to drill in in all the sides of the box uh, so i'm for now keeping the protective blue sheets uh, on all the parts and and when it's all uh, ready i will peel that away and assemble it so it should be done tomorrow i guess i hope okay. uh, and and yeah i spent most of the day doing that and also taking care of a few things outside of work, apart from work. Um, probably told you guys now I'm part of the um, people taking care of the juge of the judo club of my son. So I'm trying to give a hand, um, organize stuff. And so today I had to go see a guy that makes uh, t-shirts and 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 patches and stickers and all that kind of stuff to order uh, patches for the kids uh, so with the logo of the judo club and all that uh, so since i was there i also uh, asked him for a quote for to make my <laughs> i just wanted to say patches. it's like oh by the way it's like the, the, the judo ones are not that not that important but i have another graphic here <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes. I, was, I said to the guy since i'm here can you also give me a quote for myself please <laughs> um and yeah patches are are pretty expensive but um mm. but yeah maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make a few and and send them to my patreons or just my friends so i I, I don't know, but it was a good occasion to ask for a price. So did that. Uh, and big news of the week. I don't remember if I told you guys last week. I don't know when that arrived. But we have a date to actually sign uh, for the apartment. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, happy to have that because it means that the suspense is is over. We know when we will um, sign and, and become the owners of the apartment. So that Very will happen nice. February 18th. And after that, uh, we'll take a few days uh, off to go see my in-laws because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in southern France, uh, only four or five days. And when we come back, um, we will have to start all the small repairs and renovation in the apartment. Don't you want to do that like in the beginning of March visit them because that's like or end of March where the weather is actually nice in southern France? It's already nice over there, better than here. Yeah, usually in our part of the country and 
in southern France, February is pretty dry and pretty sunny. So it's cold, but it's mm -hmm. dry and sunny. So it's, it's very nice, actually. Uh, even here, it's like four degrees outside, but mm -hmm. it's, it's sunny all day long, uh, all week oh, long. So it's, nice. it's pretty cool. It's the perfect weather to go skiing and snowboarding, actually, uh, because there's a bit of snow. There's a bit of snow on on the mountain, so it's the, the perfect weather to do that. So good time. But it's also the, the only time that my wife can take a few days off, and the kid will be on holidays. Uh, so it's just the timing is right to to go there. So yeah. Uh, Apart from that, not much uh, work. I've been commissioned by a guy to make uh, a few sheaths for Leatherman uh, multi-tools. Uh, so I'm also doing that. Nice. And and yeah, and, and, and also spent a few bad nights not sleeping much for whatever reason. Uh, so I, I, I tried to catch up on my sleep a little bit, which I managed to do. Um, yesterday um, which is good good news uh, because I, I don't usually fall asleep before 2 a.m. and yesterday at 11 I was cooked and I decided to just fall asleep slowly watching this old Tony on YouTube and, and his <laughs> oh, beautiful yeah. voice just just make me fall asleep in, in less than two the, minutes. The beautiful so. welding, um, welding video yeah. with the filler rod cast iron welding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great video. I watched it again this morning just to get to the end of it. Uh, but his voice is, and, and the rhythm of the video is so nice and quiet and relaxing that, yeah, it, 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 it made me fall asleep pretty yeah quickly no, yeah. it's a good one yeah it's a good one it's a good one so yeah uh that's my week nice no segue <laughs> no se i was waiting for the segue from you <laughs> yeah. for me you were talking come on yeah but you but, could have said but don't don't you don't you have a topic for us tonight red no at first i want like to that? ask did you 3d print the brackets for the corner on the i did acrylics? yeah 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 uh so yeah i tried to um, I, I use my new 3D printer, my resin 3D printer, to make a few jigs in order to assemble this machine correctly. And the small brackets that I have here are, have been very handy to do that because when you are just making the sides of the uh, box stand and to in order to align them properly, these little things are, are pretty useful. And it only took me one hour to print four of them. Ooh. which is super easy, super quick. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, so the machine is great uh, in order to do that. You have a problem, you want a jig, you just um, quickly design it on Fusion 360 and one hour later you have the, the part that you are uh, um, uh, in, need, in need of. So that's absolutely fantastic. And, and yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really hope I'll be done tomorrow uh, with that and, and next week the video will be out, probably. Nice. Yeah. And after the work was done, you had time to play? Yeah, oh, that, that, was, that, was, was, that, was, that was a great segue. <laughs> no, no, that was bad, even for my, that was even for my standard. That good try, good really try. Wait, 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 you have standards? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I'm just not going to answer that. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the topic today would be um, play. Uh, 
and 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 I I had this idea of talking about that because last week we had Gator on the show, um, and and something that he said uh, last week um, that is uh, um, pretty deep into um, model painting or, or figuring or, or all uh-huh. that kind of things uh, that I'd never tried because it's it, it, it's a very real challenge uh, for me um, but um, as you both um, also said a few weeks ago in in the podcast that uh, hobbies are very important it made me realize that um, it is in fact So my train of thought was um, in the podcast, we not only this one, but in the makeup podcast uh, in general, we always talk about how how productive uh, we are or we try to be, how effective we try to be and the balance between work and life is really important and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the other day, um, Raz told me that he has no separation between work and life because it's all the same for you. So I was wondering if um, hobby and play and whatever is outside of work and just life as eating, sleeping and, and, and doing the groceries and all that stuff, uh, how is it important uh, how does it helps you to be efficient in your work and what is actually the hobbies or the, the games that you are enjoying and that helps you keep that balance and, and, and be just sane in your head? I actually think the dancing is bigger for me in that respect. Yeah. Mostly because I live alone and work alone that's when I meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the social and aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, even though I am incredibly introvert, to the expect to the to the extent that yeah, only meeting people like once a week is good for is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's necessary for me as well. So having that, not and like from here to Oslo, it will t- would take me uh, two two and a half hours to get to the dancing. And then the same going back again. So that's just... And then I have... Like now in Corona times, it's two hours of dancing. And other times it would be two hours of social dancing as well. But... Um, which might, might actually change really, really soon. Because restriction, restrictions in Norway is lifting up, apparently. Yeah. Um, Even in Germany. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that things will change. And there, there's a dancing event coming up in two weeks that I hope I will attend. Um because I got an email earlier today that I haven't paid for it yet, but I'm signed up for it. <laughs> and then remind, I'm realizing now that, ooh, I should do that before I lose my spot. Um, but yeah, no, so so um, my point was more that, yeah, the social aspect of going dancing is really important to me because I don't actually meet many people outside of that. The other bit is spending those, say, five hours traveling, not being able to work mm-hmm. and just either listening to podcasts and just uh, well, relaxing, trying to relax while driving, depending on other drivers. Yeah. Uh, but sort of being unable to work, being in a state where, no, no, my only job now is to get from A to B. I'm not in a hurry. I have, well, hopefully not in a hurry. Uh, we can talk about that as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's sort of that mental downtime. 
So two two questions. But uh, first one, when you are listening to a podcast, do you have the feeling uh, that you are really relaxing or because your brain is still working, you still learn stuff, you're, you, it's kind of, I don't want to say exhausting, but having your brain working yeah. and thinking and remembering stuff is an effort, even if it's not, you're not aware of, of making one, it, it, it still uh, uses your energy. Uh, so are you, are you relaxing even though you are learning stuff by listening to podcasts? Uh, yes, but even more so when I'm not listening to the podcast. Okay. And I, I, I will often sort of uh, actually sit on the bus for the half an hour without listening to the podcast. Okay. Or okay. something like that. Actually just consciously just turn it off while I'm walking through the city or something just to have that break. Because okay. I, know, I know it doesn't feel exhausting, but I know I relax even more without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. my so, sorry, Ian. And my second question is: Did you realize that uh, dancing uh, was something that you needed for just because it's social activity after you started working or before you started working and realizing that? So, to put put that in other words, uh, was it a need for you to go see people and dance with them because you were feeling lonely and exhausted by working alone in the forge? Or was it something that you had the habit to do before you started working alone? Uh, no, I started dancing uh, simply because it was the scariest thing I could try. I can imagine doing. Oh, is that the reason? Yeah. So it was also, a challenge I mean, for yourself? I mean, I also really wanted to learn how to dance because uh, one of my strongest and best memories of my parents before they divorced is being in Greece and being at this small family restaurant. And at some point, uh, like the bro- brother, cousins, uncles, whatever, of the restaurant owner just showed up with guitars and started playing music. And my dad just stops, looks at my mom and we can dance to this. And nice. I've never really, I knew they could dance. I might have seen it one or twice, but they went over there and did this like normal Norwegian swing dancing, uh, not the West Coast, fancy things. Uh, but they absolutely tore up the dance floor. There were only them and the band. And like the band had so much fun and the owner's restaurant come out with like, like, this big desserts to all of us on the house and everything so nice. like that's a really really strong memory i have mm-hmm. of my parents like from before they started to that's argue nice a lot one. and divorce uh and i tried to have have my mom and dad teach me at some point but they they weren't able to communicate to me how yeah. to dance so it's always been this thing like yeah i really want to but it's really scary and it felt safe to ask them but they weren't able to tell me or teach me yeah. Then uh, a lot of friends, uh, specifically from the scouts, they got into dancing, but then started dance, uh, studying at uni in Oslo. Uh, but then I moved far away, so I couldn't join them. Uh, but then I moved back to Drabak at that point, and uh, I suddenly sort of were nearby enough that I could do it. And I realized that, oh, I'm actually losing my mind because I'm working a lot and not seeing people. Yeah. So this is a good excuse to go there. But I didn't know anyone. I met a couple of people at a party earlier. I didn't know anyone at the class. And it was the scariest thing I could imagine doing at the time. I didn't know it, 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 you did that for that for that reason. I, I always, always assumed that you were into dancing way before. And then, but no, you say no. that it's something very scary for you and, and, and doing it anyway. Man, respect. I yeah. That's... <laughs> well, it's it's one of the things I learned in the army of being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I also realized that oh yeah, I'm doing this whole business thing by myself. Uh, but at some point, that 
that wasn't scary anymore in the same way. Yeah. Like it was anxious or anxiety inducing, but it wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. So just doing something that was challenging and scary. And also I, I have, I had I have still basically no sense for music. So learning to dance was me like, okay, how does music work? How does rhythm works? What is upbeats and downbeats? I knew nothing. And then getting more and more into dancing and having more and more fun. It's like, oh, at this point, like because of doing Rato Karate beforehand, I have the body control and the muscle control and agility to do a lot of things and mm-hmm. the physical strength to do a lot of things. It's funny that you compare it with the karate lessons beforehand. I just imagine you're dan- going over the dance floor, just knocking out people left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, we, we, I had this, this is a great story from uh, a, a karate camp I was at maybe when I was 10 or 12 or something. And we would have uh, some senseis in Shotokan Karate coming in from Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, like one, there was two guys and one of them knew two words in English and it was Mickey Mouse. That was sort of <laughs> the level of communication skills that he had with us. Uh, but at, he, he was really good at, uh, I mean, the words are the same for all the techniques. So he can just say them and demonstrate them and we can do them and he can point and grunt and sort of direct us and we can learn from that. But he actually got us to pair up and mirror each other so that when we did a kata, we were always facing each other and doing a dance against mm. each other. Mm. Okay. So that actually did happen at some point. Uh, <laughs> but, but my point was more like, I had a physical control to do a lot of things. Like uh, I, 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 my ability to mimic people are good. Mm-hmm. Hitting the beat was another thing, and especially being anxious and sweaty and touching a girl and then trying to concentrate on the moves I'm doing and the rhythm of the music and all of that. That took me ages. Oh, understandable. Uh, but then at, at some point I realized that, oh, the only thing holding me back at this point is like, yeah, the number of moves I know is a limiting factor, but I learned them really easily. The other thing that was big was recognizing and dancing to the music, not the, not just following the beat, but listening to the music while dancing and improvising to match the music. Yeah. Hit the phrase changes and the breaks and accentuate things in the songs and all of that. Yeah. I bet also probably getting new perspective on things. Oh yeah. Um, because yeah. I, I did dance less, like I, well, everybody basically in at a certain age here does the dancing for like the, when you yeah. finish school yeah. for the normal so ones. Did, so did we. Yeah, we had the option of the, the beginner's course and then doing a couple of them on top. So I actually did that as a hobby when I was mm. younger. And um, what I found interesting was that you see music from a different perspective. So before that, you were listening to the radio and you're listening to songs and suddenly you're there and you're listening to um, a song, but you're listening to the beat and you automatically identify which kind of dance fits on that music. And also it's like, hmm, I could dance this and I could do that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you're, you're analyzing the songs on a complete different level. Yeah, I, I started doing that a lot suddenly, uh, especially after I just for fun, just to try to understand music. I did a lot of reading on music theory, just how music is not only made, but what it's made of, how mm-hmm. it's constructed and all of the, I, I mean, I'm not good at any of it, but I tried to get an understanding of it to help me understand what I can do with the dancing to the music. But, but I think w- it might, we might be mm-hmm. going a bit too far away from your, yeah, your topic. This is, this is <laughs> something I wanted to ask though, because you said it's like for you, your, your games is dancing, but I know for a fact that you also play a lot of video games, for example. And I mean, this is also, 
what is it for you? Is it distraction to play video games? Is this to a new challenge for like the game itself, or why do you uh, play them? Because you do a lot yeah. of like the RTS, you do the role playing games. I mean, I know you play World of Warcraft, and also you're doing Frostpunk now, and you're infected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, your, it's your fault. I'm playing it now, and it's your fault, Russ. No, no, it's it's all Jamie and Duncan. That and, it's and, the, and Jimmy and Duncan as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's the three of you. Damn it! But it's good though. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. Um, to put it simply, I think I only play video games at this point to relax when I'm not able to dance or go dancing. Okay. okay. Uh, I have not been in a situation yet over the past five years, I think it's been since I started dancing. Four years, maybe. Plus minus Corona times. Uh, where so that I means would that, not that you know prefer to, to dance with a girl and touch a girl than, than a mouse computer? You're growing up, my friend. <laughs> That's good. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that smart. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just thinking that I, yeah, no, because I mean, yeah, it, it one thing is actually going to a land party with friends and that being the social aspect of that. Mm -hmm. That's different. Uh, still, I think all of my friends uh, earlier have noticed that, oh, I would rather actually go out dancing than play video games with them, at least most of the time. Uh, W would you enjoy another social activity like going with a group of friends, uh, bowling or, or yeah, 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 on a walk? Yeah, as I, uh, yeah, as I said, like video games are for me alone when yeah. when either I'm fed up with people or I can't meet people. Okay. And and is is that as Jan said the the challenge of of beating the game as well, or is, it doesn't really matter in the end? I I really like to see if I can beat things at the high difficulty mm -hmm. but it's not the goal in itself okay uh, most importantly it is to relax it is to have fun but mm. I am pretty much unable to simply just have fun with something I always want to try to be better and do the best <laughs> and like okay. do the fancy things to kill the boss in the hardest difficult way if that's sort of feasible uh, like with playing Sekiro it's, it's a really hard game yeah yeah Uh, and it takes a while to get through, but that makes it even more rewarding when you do it. And in Sekiro, there's, there is no difficulty setting. That is the game. This is the experience you're supposed to be having. Uh, so if, if you can't make it through that, if you sort of can't die 16, 20, 40 <laughs> times to the same boss <laughs> before you finally get it. Yeah, it's not uh, a game for and you. you. Give, I mean, I... Uh, so b before we started on the streaming now um that i hope we will do again yeah in mm -hmm. two weeks time i think we, you said you had time i, I we didn't talk to you on yet yet you mentioned it briefly yesterday i think yeah until, we'll see next yeah. week well, whenever we i mean i need to move and i need to figure out the internet situation at a new place so yeah. there's that uh but um i actually didn't touch the game for a year because mm -hmm. i met a boss i just couldn't defeat Uh, so I, it was untouched for a year before I got back to it. And even then, I died probably another 40 times before I actually managed to beat that boss. Uh -huh. So, and But then you have the feeling of after a year and like maybe a hundred deaths actually finally killing it. That's that's a something. That's a really that's big rewarding, one. That's rewarding, yeah. What about you, Jan? Uh, uh, what, what are the hobbies that keep you sane and 
and and helps you relax when you are not working or making stuff? I actually started analyzing that a little bit, I, I believe, at the beginning of this year, because I was wondering, I, I used to play a lot of video games, and it's getting less for that. And I finally figured out why that is. So for me, it's different things for different situations that I can, uh, that I am or that I'm in at that mm -hmm. moment. Um, for example, I, especially now during the, the COVID times and the home office and everything is, uh, I don't exercise enough. I don't move enough. So for me, it's not, that's why I didn't feel like playing video games. At the same time, I was watching a lot of YouTube and I had the feeling of getting dumber, not by just watching the content, but not exercising my brain mm -hmm. in a case of mm -hmm. doing that. So for me, this, um, what really helps me is going on hikes, going on bike rides and now working in the garden. This mm -hmm. is why I love the summer because it allows me to stay out long and just power myself out, mm -hmm. which is also um, puts me mentally in a much better state. Because uh, you remember when I told you guys a couple of weeks back that I was, that I didn't feel reward. I was still yeah. crossing stuff off lists and I, and I realized again after analyzing it for myself that, yeah, when was the last time I really went out on like a long bike ride or a long hike just for myself? Mm -hmm. And there was no music, no podcast, nothing, just walking through a forest for a couple of hours. And I started doing that again and doing more of that. And I immediately, like I come home in the evening and I immediately feel better. Yeah. I sleep better. Um, I, um, I have less stuff on my mind. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I'm thinking about problems while I'm walking, but it's just... I don't know, coming back, I feel better about myself and suddenly the problems I was going over in my head before that are suddenly not that important anymore. Yeah. And then, of course, I have the situations where I have long drives or um, I actually have some exercise or I do stuff. I do stuff around the house and I work on that. And then I'm um, physically exhausted. And this is when I like to and this is when I allow myself to do video games or play video games because it's just like the next day your muscles are sore, you can barely move and then it feels good. And maybe the weather outside isn't, uh, isn't nice. And then I enjoy sitting in front of the computer and I love games that some of them don't even necessarily have to be a challenge, but I love to get lost in game worlds, like game design, game development. This is everything, I, I, I love that stuff. Frostpunk, Frostpunk. Frostpunk. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know Frostpunk, but I actually, with Frostpunk was doing last year uh, when it, or two years ago when it came out. Yeah, it, I watched a couple like of it. guys play it, and um, that was one of those. Uh, you should go to bed early, and um, because I had a work assignment the next day, and I ended up staying up till four o'clock in the morning watching the guy <laughs> just completely from start to end just beating the game nice. <laughs> and um, also analyzing it while playing it. So mm. for me, it was, it lost a little bit of its magic playing it for myself. But yeah, I get I, that. I get that. Yeah. To be, to be fair though, uh, if that was two years ago, uh, that might have been before, before the DLCs showed up. Yeah, but I've since watched that guy play the DLCs. Too. 
Okay, never mind. Never mind. Once I know that I'm not getting a game, then I... Uh, then yeah. I might as well like watch everything about it and watch the let's plays for it. Yeah, that's that's um, fair. Yeah, the the other thing I do in, as a hobby, and this has started. Um, I am well. I used to not be a fan of table games, mm-hmm. which sounds strange because I love to play Warhammer. But like those regular board games that you get out play, of the yeah. store and that you play, yeah. I've never been a big fan or the, never had the intention of playing him or but um a few buddies of mine they meet every week for board games and sometimes it's card games sometimes it's dice games sometimes it's board game uh we have a couple ones that we go to but they also try new ones all the time Mm -hmm. and i started playing with them and that was for the social aspect that was like the same amount of the, the same people that you see every day or every two weeks uh, where everybody just takes out the evening and we also do like the whole cooking like whoever we are in different locations or so different houses so every time the person that gives the play party or um how do you call it hosts is the host uh, the, yeah the, the host basically does the, the main dish and one brings dessert the other one brings the appetizer or snacks nice. and um a wine or something to drink and so this is always fun and i started doing mm. that with them and I never thought it, but I developed a lot for those games, for those board games. Yeah. There are some that are really well made. And because of playing with those people, or with my friends, they actually got enjoyable. Seven Wonders is one of those games. If you if you don't know it, you have to try it. It's, no, it's I have, I have not, really, really good. not played that. We, um, we started yeah. playing. Mm. OK, we started playing uh, Zombicide recently. Okay. Actually, that was the birthday present that we gave to one of my buddies. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so it's like, what can we do? What we can reap the benefits from? <laughs> Here's let's, a game and it'll come over in two weeks. Exactly. Let's take an expensive <laughs> board game and give it to a friend of us and we can also play it. Yeah. So uh, we did that. And uh, somebody said, and then Legends of Andor is a mm-hmm. nice one, which is um, you play, it's basically a story. you got the board and you can move certain amount of tiles in there, but it's all in mid numbers. And you got like a storyteller. So one also reads the story. It's a legend yeah. that is written and that creates new monsters, but there's certain aspects that can happen on the board. So this one is really fun to play. Um, and we got wiped more than once because there's just, if, if you're shit out of luck and those monsters spawn like really stupidly, they, they, they just steamroll the map. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. Imagine like being the level one character and just rolling so poorly that you got like the end boss spawning on the tile next to you. The RNG is, you can do a lot with tactics. So there is not, the RNG is not that bad. But there's that small, really small percentage that it can happen. And it happened right. before. But it's not that it's annoying in that case. It's just everybody's laughing and you just restart the round because you're just like, yep, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, what, what about the, the the painting, the figure and painting that you are getting back to um, for a couple of Oh, this of is my and This is when I have a weekend and I know I have nothing to do on the weekend. I take myself with those figurines and I just lock myself up in a room. I usually throw in some uh, mini painting videos or have something like running in the background um, or, or other podcasts. And I just go and I just lose myself in painting. Yeah, this is something I'm 
I have to be in the right mindset. I can I cannot do it as a stress relief. Mm -hmm. This is nothing for me to get away or um, how do you say that? This is nothing for me to relax to do. Oh, it is relaxing, but I already have to be in a certain mindset to yeah. be able yeah. to do that. It, it doesn't bring you down on itself. You need to no, be down. No, not at all. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. But it, intense, but intensifies. Like if I'm relaxed and I have the time and I start painting with those figurines, it just intensifies it even more. Yeah. And it's I, so nice having something that you can put down at the end of the day and you say, yep, I painted that. I made that. That was like a gray plastic figurine and now it has all those colors details yeah really right. like that to me it seems like it's almost like a meditative thing to paint miniatures yes and yes that's also how i remember it from when i used to do it mm -hmm. i i even i even got a small kit of the rohirrim riders i think from a from a from a brother uh mm -hmm. to my birthday last time a year ago or year before that I haven't yeah. even opened yet. I have to mm -hmm. I have the full painting kit somewhere. Uh, or I used to, the paint dried up probably 10 years ago. But if it's still correctly, it might not even, like it, it might still be good. Yeah. I have some old war, uh, like the Games Workshop colors, yeah, with like the the really old, old um, pots mm. in it. And believe it or not, some of them still are paintable. Like they still oh. work. I don't know how they do it, but <laughs> yeah, That's, they're just... Either cancer or magic. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Red, how about you? What, what, what are you doing to get yourself of work or to um, ease your mind? Well, leatherworking was uh, at the very beginning uh, my hobby and, and the thing that I used to do to relax. Um, but I didn't have the pressure of being productive or to finish a piece in in a uh, time frame of some sort or didn't have delay or, um, yeah I, I don't know I was just free and and doing it and it was just relaxing to me um, now that it's part of my my job um, till last week to be honest I was kind of um, thinking that everything that I make, has to be uh, an aspect of my job, either making me money because I would be able to sell it or, or, or making it good enough in order to film it and, and make a video out of it for YouTube. Or um, if it's a gift for a friend, just make it good enough so it's a gift that you can give to someone, actually. Um, so I had this this pressure of being productive and and making cool stuff. But uh, w when we talked to Gator last week, the the fact that he has is a very successful YouTuber. If if you have, haven't listened to the episode, I recommend recommend uh, to listen to listen to it. Um, he's, he's a very successful YouTuber, but he's uh -huh. also a great maker. He makes really cool stuff, machines and and weapons and projects. It's 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 incredible and, and smart and well done. So seeing that guy that successful having a hobby, taking the time to do something else and not having the pressure of being productive and efficient all the time, uh, kind of lifted that that. Um, pressure uh from from my shoulders because um 
I was like, yeah, oh, if he can do that, I can also probably do that. I'm not as successful as he is, obviously, but um, taking the time to relax and having a hobby uh, aside from your personal life and your your job is is probably something that I we sh- should all have because uh-huh. it's a way to stay sane. Uh, and you have the personal aspect of it, uh, uh, like you, Jan, just being alone in the wild and and walking or uh, uh, mm-hmm. riding your bike or painting your minute figurine, or the social aspect as as you Raz, like going dancing and meeting people, and Jan as well when you are, are uh, playing the the table uh, games uh, or board games with with your friends. Um, I don't have that kind of stuff uh, to be honest uh, in my life um, I my only social life is with you guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> no no I'm, 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 I'm kidding but um, I, I don't all my French friends are not living in the same area as, as I am so if I want to meet them it's a three or four hour drive to to go and meet them so I don't meet them very often uh, we 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 call each other and and we see uh, each other when there is a wedding or, or a big event uh, but it's not like every weekend we can meet and, and do stuff together um, so I, I don't have a very active social life uh, in my hometown because just my friends are not here and it's Especially during the COVID uh, lockdowns and with the pandemic, it's really hard to meet new people because everybody is kind of afraid of each other and don't want to catch a virus from someone they don't know. So it's it's really hard. when I was uh, uh, younger, I used to have a lot of hobbies and a lot of uh, activities aside from school. So I was I was practicing golf, I was practicing wrestling, I was practicing snowboarding, I was also uh, doing archery, I was learning how to play a guitar. So I, I, I was booked every single day when I was not in school, I was doing something else uh, and with time and injuries i kind of stopped mm. doing all that stuff um first because of work and and now uh, because i have a family and because uh, my body is is all broken so instead of making sport doing sports i have to go to the physiotherapist but yeah yeah it's sports in itself and and now he's he's a friend as well so it's it's <laughs> two birds and and one stone um but but yeah i try to find stuff to do to relax and and so the social aspect is is kind of difficult so i don't meet uh, that many people during my week but that's fine because I'm, I'm 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 fine being alone i'm fine being by myself and to be honest i'm i'm always i'm almost never alone when i'm um in the workshop working or not working so trying to relax yeah, I, what what I'm, I'm I'm about to say might sound very weird, but I always have friends with me because I have TV shows and I have movies and I have so the, the characters that I like uh, are still with me, and so I'm I'm not alone. So it it sounds like a, a, a weirdo talking right now, but I'm just or, gonna give give maybe, you an example. Maybe you're just not lonely. 
uh, yeah, I'm I'm good being alone, but I'm not lonely. And if I yeah. feel lonely, I have those friends with me. Mm-hmm. When when my real friends, real people, uh, are not av- available or I can't reach them, I can still fall back on, for example. Um, there's this TV show that I, I've discovered years ago, which called uh, The West Wing. And all the characters of The West Wing, so it's seven seasons. And I enjoyed that show so much that I've seen it the seven seasons, like probably 10 times already. And oh. I know the characters and I know the episode. I, I, I know what's happening. But just when I'm in the shop working and I, I don't want to feel lonely or I don't want to listen to music, I put one of these uh, episodes on on my screen, and I see all the characters that I like, lo- that I love, and that I'm I'm feeling good with. So it, it's a weird feeling of just having this fictional character being some kind of friends. They are not friends. I know I'm I'm not being, being say. foolish <laughs> or insane. I'm 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 good. I'm good. Um, but that that's that's one of my hobbies to be to to be a little bit more serious that's one of my hobbies and that's something that keeps me uh, sane and steady and balanced in my life tv shows like like series uh and and movies is one of my great thing in life uh, even more than than video games video games is is something uh that i i go to when i'm at, in the right um, mindset, usually when I'm I'm sick, that I have to stay in bed or that I can uh, leave the house or that I can't work, I have to stay busy so I play video games. And so it's mainly December, January when it's very cold and all that stuff. That's that's why I I yeah, was playing cold uh, in France. <laughs> yeah we have we have cold months not as like you but as cold as your place but still 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 um, yeah, it's, so it's I'm, fine it's fine I'm, I'm i'm mainly playing video games um like valhalla when it's november december when i'm hurt my ankle is broken and and it's cold in the shop i can't go uh, that's what i i, I did uh, last year and also when a friend t- tell me about a video game that looks cool and is cool and is cheap so i try it and i lose four days of my life because <laughs> yeah but it's, it's uh, cool. but it sounds it sounds about the same um with the the issue what i'm having with video games when you said it's like when the weather outside is bad and you're sitting there with or your an- when your ankle was broken mm. it's basically you need an excuse yeah, I, I would call it an excuse to play a video game to allow yourself the time yeah. to play a video game. Yeah, because if I wouldn't normally like there would be games coming out, I would go buy the game, sit down, and just play that game mm-hmm. till I beat it. Mm-hmm. And now every time I have my pile of shame on Steam and GOG and the others are just immense. Like there mm-hmm. are 140, 150 games, and I know 90% of them I'm probably never gonna start playing or finish. Um, at least yeah so for me it is um, as soon as I sit down and I start playing a video game I felt guilty because I could do something else with my time yeah which ruined the fun of gaming for me for a long time see that that that's very interesting because when I'm playing video game I, I sometimes sometimes feel guilty because I could be doing something else be, could be in the shop and making stuff and working and and and, and so on and so on how my brain works is that I try to spot stuff in the video game 
that I should make or could make or, or, mm. or would be nice to make. And that's why I, I sometimes make stuff related to video games or to movies and TV shows because when I'm playing or watching the movie, my brain don't stop working. Mm -hmm. That That's one of my problems. It's still working in the background saying, do that, make that, because that looks cool. And, and because you know you want it, because in real life you would make it. So... Yeah, I, yeah, that that that's how I work. So there is not really a time where my my brain is not at least a little bit focused on my work. There is nothing for me to uh, fully uh, relax and 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 do nothing and not work mm -hmm. uh, aside from being totally into a movie or or, or a TV show uh, like a series or, or so. That's that's my 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 real right. escape. I I, I gotta I gotta introduce you to miniature painting. You're not gonna be able to think <laughs> like about anything than the figure that you have in front of you. Knowing myself, I would probably do that listening to a movie or watching a movie in the background. This is absolutely fine because you can shift your um, you, you, the way you concentrate. You can shift that the concentration mm. on on what what you're doing. The um, but you're gonna figure out if you have details. So you, there's something on that miniature you want to like paint in detail. Yeah. You, you're going to look up and 20 minutes will have passed and you just realize that the show has ended probably like 10 minutes ago yeah. and you didn't even realize it because you were so concentrated on that detail. And this I is one of the wonderful things about it. And you yeah. got the first step for it. You got your resin 3D printer. It yeah. means you can basically get yourself any kind of miniature and just print them up and all you have to do is just then you can start throwing some paint on it. Oh, I have everything. I have the airbrush, I have the paints, I have the, the brushes, I have the 3D printer. I can't can start. Even excuses right not to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my problem is also that I have so many interests in so many things that, that, that that's probably the reason why my brain is always, oh, if, if you're doing that, if you allow yourself to take the time to try this or do that, you should make it worth it. So you should be able to make a video out of it or to or, or make uh, some money. I, I making for living probably took away the feeling of just making for fun. Even though mm. I, I it's fun always and I really enjoy doing what I'm what I'm doing. But I always feel this little bit of uh, obligation to mm. take something out of it uh, outside for just doing the project and, and having the, the thing in the end, which is stupid completely. Um, because it I don't is, need, for is. example, I, I don't need to, to, to build this laser enclosure in, in out of acrylic and, and make it that big and, and with a fume extractor. I, it could just be a simple wooden box, uh, which was supposed to be. Uh, that. That's what it was supposed to be or at the, the very beginning. Or the cardboard box that came in. <laughs> yeah, or, mm. or just a, a 20 bucks uh, small uh, inflatable cupboard. plastic cover yeah. thing that you can find uh, uh, on eBay or, or, yeah, or somewhere else. But yeah, the pleasure of doing it is also um, very important. That's the... I don't know. It's 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 weird. That's why I, I was asking you, what do you do aside from work? What what is your hobby? What keeps you insane? How do you relax? Because I no, think no, that what keeps that's... you sane. 
Not this, you said insane. I think that's... Yeah, sorry. Sane. Yeah, sane. <laughs> or insane, boss. It works. You have to yeah, be insane I, I in mean, life a little bit. You need bit. to stay like a certain level of insane. Yeah, exactly. Be... Like the balance. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A certain level of insanity is required. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that, 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 oh, that, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked, because it, it's, it's very uh, interesting to me to see what, uh, how you do it how, uh, yeah. and what brings you... Uh, this relaxation that we all need to just keep going because if you don't at some point you you will explode you will break down you will burn out so yeah. relaxing is nice playing is nice spending time with people playing is nice dancing is nice I, I also go uh, once in a while um, walking with my son in the forest and playing fake uh, treasure hunt uh, just for the sake of it. And, and, and that's really fun. And as you said, Jan, when you come back home, you are exhausted, you, but you are happy and, and you sleep better. You don't think about yeah. all that shit that you uh, usually think about. And especially now with all the things that uh, are going on, Uh, in my life uh, uh, backstage so to speak uh, with the apartment with the car with the association the judo club and and the furniture that I have to find and the heater that I have to find for the apartment and the renovation that I will have to do and and everything and the paperwork and the bank and and I still have to take care of my parents and my family and my son and and the work uh, everything it's it's nice to just also sometimes take three or four hours in the evening to play uh, Frostbank because you focus on something else. You, mm-hmm. don't, you, you forget what's going on and you just want these damn people to survive the cold and the... <laughs> and, and, not, the <laughs> and not throw you out of the city. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which, which happened a few times. I've, I've got kicked out of the city and, and died alone in the cold. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, sounds, sounds typical French. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, I, it's I, I got a little bit hung up on the fake treasure hunt thing you did yeah. with the sun. Yeah. Do you want to go on real treasure hunts? Uh yeah, we 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 did that. Uh because I'm this... thinking I'm thinking, yeah, geocatch. Yeah, Geoca- we did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We we started we started doing that because I uh, one day it was raining. We were bored. Uh, I mean, the kiddo was bored. I could have been playing video game, but I was spending the day with him, and he, he got bored. So I was like, "Do you want to go in an adventure?" And he said, "Yeah." He was three. He was yeah. very young. It was a long time ago. Um, so I said, "Okay, uh, pack stuff, get your coat. We're going outside." And he was like, what do I pack? And I was like, take a compass, uh, some water, and take the map. And he was like, what map? I said, the map that I made you. And so I gave him a map, we went outside, and he was like, so we have to find this treasure. So take the compass, find the north, we'll go north. And then, and so I was the guide for a totally fake treasure hunt. And then I discovered Geocache. So we did that for months, and all the, treasure of the area we found them so now we have to go further and further uh, every single time to find them yeah i'm moving soon so i'll be able to to find new stuff um i like i really like maybe love treasure hunting uh what i enjoy the most is to make the kid search for treasure with a map or um riddles that i've made Um, and I, I've been planning to do a, a 
big scale one for people for mm. a long time. I'm still working on it. Uh, I did I, I did one few was it one or two years ago on on Facebook uh, I believe I, I gave some riddles and and if you got it you can access to the f- next one but I, I yeah that's oh, yeah, one right, of my right, right. my plan I want I want to make a, a real one like a real one quote unquote um, you you wouldn't have to travel anywhere but if you can uh decode the the riddle and find where the treasure is buried uh you would win the treasure so that that's my plan and and i'm still working on it but it will happen at some point just it's just a suggestion because i think that will fill a few of your needs both spend time with your son be outside be creative yeah it's it's a geocaching is, is great it's it's fun yeah it's challenging. It's so, a very something good... worth putting a focus on. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Someone wants to go to bed. That's what I no, heard. He's, no, he's the timekeeper. He's, he's doing no, his job. I'm he's the timekeeper. I just want to get the same level as our friends from the Make It Waffle. Yeah, no, <laughs> because we're getting there. No, you're right. You're right. So my focus of the week is something that I stumbled upon this week by accident. Uh, it's a band that I used to listen when I was in high school. It's called Skunk Anansi. Love them. Very powerful band. Um, a little bit political, but it's a good political uh, message. Uh, anyway, it's great music. Uh, I'm happy now. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I like them. I really, and I've, I've been I've, I've been listening to them for years. Um, what sort of music? Was, Come on. What sort of music? Very hard to describe because it can be very punky, very also very slow. Very she has ten- a very powerful tender. voice. She has an incredible voice. Uh, the music is really good. Uh, it can be very quiet and romantic oh, music which, and also very powerful and and you have to listen to it uh, which is the one um she is most famous for because i know just one song yeah week is uh one of their uh, most uh, famous uh one um let me uh i i'm a circus title hedonism Hedonism, yeah, yeah it's one yeah. other. Uh, Week is is one of the also most famous one. Secretly is one of my favorite. Uh, but yeah, you can just pick an album and listen to it, and it's 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 good. I, I mean, I I enjoy it. So, Selling Jesus is also one of, of of the famous one because of the title and the lyrics, obviously. So yeah, go listen to Skunk and see, uh, especially when it's raining outside and you feel a little bit, mm, yeah, it will gi- give you a lot of motivation you, you and will energy. Feel really miserable after that. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, quite the cool. opposite. Yeah, I, I I got it here already. I'll give it a listen in a bit. Yeah, please do. Nice. Mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm go just on. gonna go next. Um, mine is really short this week. Uh, my garden. Yeah. Because that's what's keeping me sane for the last couple of weeks. Um, since the weather is getting better day for day now, uh, I'm just spending all my time or free time that I have. I even like during lunch, I just run out for an hour just to cut <laughs> something back. That's I, I used to the, having a garden for me in the beginning was I thought it would just be a lot of work because uh-huh. 
the way this um, the incline of my garden is like different terraces. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So realistically, I'm probably never gonna use it to a full extent the garden for something to go out and sit in there and enjoy it. But every single level or of that garden or terrace, I can just make another idea and just. Right now, I'm cutting back the jungle of the brambles and uh, uh, the other stuff. So this is just really satisfying because I can see what I did at the end of the day. Um, I can get ex physically exhausted, yeah. which is also a plus. Yeah, so really enjoying that right now. Quick question, Jan. What, what kind of garden are you making? Is, is, is it going to be plants? Is, is it going to be vegetable that you want to grow? Is that going to be stones like a Japanese garden? So, I saw this. We're just checking opportunities weed. here. Weed. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all prepared for. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the drug garden is going to be um, on top. Uh, so it's uh, around the house is um, I added pebbles which I also have to say there's no driveway and nothing and everything has to be carried up multiple um, stairs. Uh -huh. So it's probably, I think, 120 steps to wow. where the garden really starts. Yeah. So everything is carried by hand. Yeah. You can't get any tools up there. So um, it's pebbles around the house. And the first um, terrace that I have, I did um, a raised garden bed for yeah. that's going to be for vegetables. Okay. And also I leveled because it was on a slope and I leveled the whole green strip, which is in metric probably 50 meters long and about seven to eight meters wide. Okay. And um, I just by hand dug one part down and leveled or shifted the other one up. So that, that was quite work. I did that last year. Um, I also put in uh, grass just to have it nice and green and lush. Uh, the next one, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Probably also for now, just um, grass on there. And then I have something that is on a slope that used to be a huge vegetable garden, but I don't want to use it for vegetables. I just want to put wildflowers in and ask the local beekeepers if they want to put mm. up a, um, how do you call it? Beehive? Hive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if they want to set one up, or an and then there's theory, another. I think, and then there's another terrace about that, and there's an old like garden hut on there, and that's gonna be a pub at one point. But this is probably two years from now. Realistically, each level of the garden is gonna take one summer to complete and get done, and the rest is just uh, cutting back and trying to minimize the damage. One of my neighbors has a garden, which is, was mm -hmm. was a garden actually in the slope, like pretty bad. And in one summer, he just leveled it and dug yeah. a swimming pool in it. And the guy oh, was nice. The guy was sixty five, but he dug it by hand with with just a shovel. And and the wow. the, the guy is just insane. Uh, but now he has his terrace and, and, and garden and pool and it just looks wonderful. So nice. yeah, cool. Raz? Yeah. I my original focus huh? Star to me. I said it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, uh, um, I was supposed to focus uh, Tom Scott plus Tom Scott's second channel where mm -hmm. he in the most recent one is flying a plane blindfolded with a blind girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds dangerous. Uh, 
you would be surprised. I mean, yeah, no, uh, the girl ends up going into a semi-uncontrolled uh, dive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, for, then, for then I still bit. have to watch that. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've seen the thumbnail and I was just like, nah, that's too clickbaity. I don't want to no. do that. No, it is excellent. It is really, really excellent. Okay. Tom Scott stuff is good. And no matter how insane the titles of his videos are, they usually exactly describe what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's clickbaity in the cool. sense that it really makes you want to click on it, but it's not clickbaity in the sense that it doesn't deliver because he always yeah. very much delivers on the title. Okay. Uh, but second to that, I discovered earlier today during... Uh, Breakfast or lunch, one of the eating periods I have. I have a lot of them. Uh, the onesies, sort of. Um, there was Mr. Chikadia on YouTube. I uh, he he made a bit of furniture in a very traditional Japanese way, but it was inspired inspired by the guy I want to. I'll put all of the links in. But George Nakashima. Mm -hmm. is a furniture maker or a designer that has a really, really interesting style of furniture. I think, Jan, you described it as Bauhaus meeting Japanese style. Yeah. And like classical that, Japanese furniture meeting Bauhaus. It's really, really nice. I'll, I'll, we'll just leave the link to a Google image search, search of his stuff because yeah. it's a lot of live edges met and you beat the traditional joinery behind it to keep it supported and keep it elevated and all of that. And it's but really, really elegant. Clean it's really lines. Yeah, yeah, it's really clean, really elegant, but it still manages to use the natural properties of the wood and the natural style of it. It, it screams 50s. It, it does, well, but well, then not again... Really, but Bauhaus, well, I mean, because Bauhaus was ahead of his time. I mean, Bauhaus was like, what, 1890, something like that already. They were really early, or 1910. Uh, it, he, I think I heard it in the 1920s for uh, Norway, but we might be far behind. We used to be far yeah, behind a lot of things. Because I went to the Bauhaus Museum on a school um, excursion once, and I was absolutely fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. so this is... Uh, I've been accidentally uh, getting really hung up on furniture in the background of a lot of movies and TV shows I've been watching recently. Mm -hmm. uh, or other things, including um, oh, I'm forgetting what it's called. Never mind. Uh, but I, I sort of end up getting more and more interested in making furniture in and just looking at really, really both weird and interesting things, but also like extremes pushed out there, like some mm -hmm. of uh, the Nakashima's things, where he has this really, really big cookie of a tree, but it's got all of these crevices and crooks in it. But he's just left it at, as it's and just stuck chairs all around it and made conference tables where you sort of have one person sitting out ev at every single branch coming out the trunk and all of that. So it's, I, I really like that style. I'm not sure how to do that in metal yet. It's really hard to grow metal trees, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Well, you can. One could argue that you can grow them faster than normal wood <laughs> because Maybe. you can just bang it into shape. Maybe yeah. we'll we'll see about it. I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas, but it's just about the matter of time. Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything else? Nope. No, still 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 looking at those furnitures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll leave all the links, uh, and you can find those links in the show notes. But you can also find us uh, collectively at Two Thirds Focused 
on Instagram and Gmail and Patreon and Facebook and all of the things. Um, and if you have any questions for us, please send them in because we're collecting them up for an upcoming soon-ish Q&A episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, apart from that, you can find me at Rasmus Lewin on Instagram and Facebook and lewinsmea.no if you are Viking inclined. I think that's the way of saying it. <laughs> and you can find me uh, at theredsmith.com and everywhere on the social at redsmith of the redsmith. And for me, it's nerdinventor.com or nerdinventor on YouTube and Insta mainly. Nice. Bye. Thanks, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>